Welcome to Positive Talk Radio. Our goal is simple, to explore evolving ideas one conversation at a time. So stay with us as right now we present. Hey, you get to take a piece of paper and a pencil because we got lots of information for you to share. And uh, the young lady that we have that is so smiling so prettily over there, if that's even a word, is prettily a word? I'm not sure. I'm not sure. I like that, though. Even if it's not, I'm going to look it up when we get off. <laughs> and uh, she's a speaker. She is a counselor. She does all kinds of things. She's a corporate trainer. She works with companies big and small to try and help them get through all of the crap that uh, businesses have to go through these days. And uh, I'm super glad that you're here. We've done it on a previous show and you're back. You can always go to positivetalkradio.net and you can listen to that show and or you can stay here right now and you can listen to this show. I like um, that one. <laughs> so, Bianca, how are you, by the way? I'm doing awesome, Kevin. How are you? I'm doing awesomely well, too. It's rainy here in Seattle, so it's a nice day to hang around inside. Where are you at? I'm in Atlanta. I heard it's always rainy in Seattle. Is that true? <laughs> <laughs> make sure, make sure you tell everybody that, please. <laughs> we got a, we got enough human beings here as it is. So, yeah. um, <laughs> but in Georgia, even this time of year, it's warm and a little sultry and and uh, humid, isn't it? It is. It's warm. Um, it's cool at night, but it's probably in like the mid seventies. So it's pretty. It feels pretty good outside. Oh yeah, well you know for fall weather that's that's pretty that's pretty cool. Absolutely. Um, yeah, and so um, in Atlanta, um, are you do you work with companies just in the local area, or do you work with companies all over the world? So I work with companies all over the world. Um, I started out nationwide, and then I've kind of just tapped into this this global. Uh, network, um, you know, from some things that I've been doing recently. So it's very interesting. I don't think that was always the intention, but, you know, with the name like Moto Global, I don't think I had a choice. <laughs> <laughs> I agree with you. I don't think you did either. But, you know, you've got a, you've got a uh, bachelor's degree um, in business. You've got a master's in business administration um, in luxury and brand management. You know, um, I think Maybe we'll talk about that a little bit today. I don't think that a lot of companies, when you start asking them, what's their brand? What are they doing? Why are they doing what they're doing? I think a lot of people are really fuzzy on their brand that they are presenting and, and how, to, how to kind of niche it down. Does that make sense? Absolutely. Um, I get this all the time. Most people, when they ask me for, you know, I want brand strategy. Can you help me with my brand? They really mean, can I help them with their website and their logo um, <laughs> and their photography? And then when I get to, I'm like, sure. You know, I used to do, you know, a la carte services and I do it and I'd say, okay, cool. That's fine. And then they'd be like, well, or I'd ask for the copy for the website and they'd have nothing. And then I'd ask, okay, well, what's your unique selling proposition? Oh, I don't know. Okay, well, what? And so I'm asking them all of these questions and I realize, wow, you guys, you're missing the ball. Uh, you're dropping the ball here. There's so much more to branding. You know, branding is long-term, right? It's that impact um, that, you, that you leave, basically that legacy that you're leaving to the world. And I don't think people really connect that. You know, they think it's pretty colors and a pretty logo. And, and then I'm going to sell millions of dollars once I have my pretty logo and my pretty website. And that's all I need. And that's just not true, is it? Because yeah. everybody these days has a pretty website. Add that part. <laughs> and so it makes it really difficult if you are break, trying to break through the noise. Um, is that is that a term that, that you've used or are aware of breaking through the noise? It is, uh, especially with, you know, I work with a lot of thought leaders. So that means they are coaches and consultants um, in specific industries. Um, so they might be finance, they might be real estate agents, um, they might be life coaches, whatever it is. They have some niche that they have some kind of proven framework that is working for them. 
And there's so many coaches and consultants, though, in all these industries, right? And so you're trying to figure out, well, how do I stand out? How do I find the person that's going to pay the prices? Of course, right? I'm luxury. So it's who's going to who's going to pay all of this money <laughs> to come find me uh, and so that I can give them the value. I have so much value to give. And so absolutely, it's cutting through the noise, um, you know, standing out in the crowd, all of those terms that we use, whatever it is that you need to say. Uh, basically, I want I want someone to spend money. I want my ideal client to spend money. How do I attract my ideal client? Exactly. Now, I, I, I got to say, because I am fortunate enough to have you on my uh, podcast and radio show, I can, can I pick your brain a little bit? Yes, of course. And use your expertise to help me with my brand and what we're doing and all of that. Now you've sampled the show. You've been on it. And I think you were on the radio and, um, and this is the second time you've been on, but I get conflicting, uh, storylines. I get one, one group says, well, first of all, positive talk radio is kind of a broad brush. I interview a lot of different people from a lot of different walks of life and all, most of them, I have a spiritual nature to them and are looking to make life and the world a better place to be. And that's kind of the broad brush, but there's some people that say, no, you should niche down into a particular thing so that anytime that somebody listens, they can expect this. Um, and then others will say, no, I like the variety of human beings that you have and the different types of experiences they present to us and stuff, which is right. Oh, I hate the which is right question, um, because once again, we are all unique. Everyone is unique. Everyone has their like, right. We all have this unique fingerprint. And so eat, that means each one of us is going to have a unique strategy. Um, so when I do brand strategy, uh, it's not cookie cutter. It's never cookie cutter. Uh, what, what works for me might not work for you. However, um, so you have Positive Talk Radio. Um, and I actually love the name. I love that, um, like you said, people from all industries are coming together like you know what it is like this is pot i'm coming here and i'm getting something positive from this radio show from this talk show that's the first thing that me i see right and so if that's not what you're going for and you're like well i i do want to change industries and i want this to specifically be um for coaches and consultants then you know that would be something that you would put into the name right um i love positive talk radio i think that is it's um, it's it's generic enough to where I'm interested. It's piquing my interest, right? Um, but when it comes to, um, and I, I actually just spoke at a conference recently about a month ago, um, and I was talking about social media strategies and attracting your ideal client. And I had did this whole section about understanding uh, the pain points of your client. So if you know that whoever it is that you want to talk to, that they're dealing with depression um, or they're dealing with um, business financial struggles or whatever it is, right? If you just know that for a fact, then all of your shows would more than likely somewhere in that topic, like that topic, and you'd break it down, right? Which, you know, what contributes to business financial struggles? What is contributing to depression? And each episode would specifically talk about something that in that, that person's industry, right? Um, dealing with depression. So maybe it's depression in business. Maybe it's um, depression with, with family loss. Maybe it's depression. Like everyone would come, you know what I'm saying? So when we talk about niching, that would be how you would kind of niche that down. So it always depends on what's the message that you want to get across. What's the impact that you want to have on the world? That's really, really key. Um, what do you want the world to see? say about you. And at the end of the day, once you decide that, then those are the conversations that need to be had within your content strategy. See, and that's part of my problem because what I want to, positive talk to be is something that can influence the world in a positive way. And so when we talk, talk about depression, there's all kinds of different kinds of depression, be it workplace, be it 
I don't know what I'm going to do with the rest of my life. I, I don't know why people don't like me the way I am, or, you know, there's just so many. And I, I, and because I'm not, see, I, I, while you were fast working at school and getting your master's degree and, and stuff, I was playing ball. And so (laughs) I don't, I don't have a expertise in any particular field other than the fact that I can talk and I can ask good questions and, and carry on a conversation. Um, and so, but I like to have conversations with all kinds of people that are interested in, in doing great things for the world. Let me give you an example. There's this gal that I know, her name is Bianca Moto, and she is a tremendous speaker and she works with companies all over the world and she's very, very bright. She does some wonderful things, and I just love having her on my show. And if I were to niche down to something that wasn't you, I would miss out because I wouldn't get to have this conversation. Does that make any sense? It does. It makes sense. And that's why I said you have this, You, it's like you threw this wide net. It's not too wide because once again, it's positive talk, right? So we're just, we know that we're not going to get on here on this radio show and we're not bashing people. Um, we know that we're, like it's certain things we know we're not going to do just by the title. Um, so your net is wide enough to where when you reach out to people and if you feel like, oh yeah, they would be a perfect for my show, then all I have to do and go, yeah, positive talk radio. I have lots of positive things to say. Absolutely. I don't know what, you know, he wants to talk about, but I have lots of positive things to say. And so I think for you, it is just being very clear. Okay. Well, it's positive talk. Let's figure out what is the positive talk that we want to have? Um, what is it? And it might, maybe it's monthly themes, right? Like, so, you know, if, if well, it's, that's a really good idea, you know, to, if it's depression this month, you know, and I would plan it out. Um, This is something I would probably do at the end of December of this year and say for the next 12 months, um, you know, January, I'm going to talk about this in February, I'm going to talk about this. And so you're specifically pulling in. So as you keep pulling in speakers, you know exactly where they go. You can just put them in in the month and now you're theming it to where um, now you're attracting a wider audience. Your audience is, well, it's narrow, but it's wider. So if I know in January, I'm talking about depression. Well, I know that if I'm, you know, promoting about depression, then all of these people who, you know, are interested in learning more about depression, they're going to come to listen to my podcast. They're going to listen to these shows. Um, Or even when you're categorizing it on your website, right now you have sections um, that people can go to and look at um, that specifically relate to them. And, you know, maybe if you're trying to get them on a list and you want to promote, uh, there's something that you want to offer them down the road. um, Each section is giving them something um, about that topic. Maybe it's just a little cheat sheet or I don't know, something, a quick video or something that they can download. And just so you're getting all of these people um, onto your list. You are then that's why I wanted you on the show again, because you're, you are brilliant. You're, you're brilliant. And, and all of those things make a tremendous amount of sense. Now, my problem is I like doing these a lot. So I do six to eight a week and I do four radio shows and, and stuff like that. So I don't have a great deal of time to plan. What I need to do is to get an executive planner who can organize my content and, and where people go and stuff like that. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I would even, um, and you know, you know what you could do, you could turn it into a membership site. So for all of these episodes that you have now, somebody can go, your executive assistant or whatever can go behind you and organize all of this content. So now you've got, it's already free, right? But now I have a membership site to where you're They've got to come in and, and give me their email address so that they can see um, all of these great content. And you're you're literally giving them uh, well how to you know re- relieve stress in the workplace and you know how to deal with a, a death in the family. Like you're giving them all of this content and they get to see it. They get to see the topics or whatever it is. But they just got to download and, and it's a freebie. So I would that's a suggestion. That's another good one. That's another good one. Well, the the other one that I'm I'm working on doing is creating a um, a group um, on Facebook, and that's a it's a private group where uh, people and where I would invite guests from the show to come talk to the people 
in in the Facebook uh, group. Um, on so, like as an example, I would invite you to come and talk to the business owners in the group and to ask questions and that kind of stuff. Is that something you'd be open to? Absolutely. Um, and building a community that is that is absolutely necessary. Um, you think about all of the people and all of the celebrities. Um, Beyonce is a great example, right? She's got a whole beehive of people who are interested in what it is that she has to offer. They're just in love with her. Um, and so just offering that com that community where people can come together and say, yeah, I have that issue too. Oh, you have that issue too. Well, all right, let's talk about it. And oh, I didn't even know you had that issue. And oh, I get to learn about branding. I didn't even know this was something that I needed. Um, just having those that safe conversation space uh, be so people can can be vulnerable. People are always looking to fit in, right? They're always looking for somewhere to go and to fit in and to learn uh, new information. And so especially if that's your audience, um, I would assume that would be your audience uh, of an audience of people who they want to learn more information. They don't just want to sit around and be stuck in where they are. That's, you know, it would seem like that would be the whole purpose of your show. They want to be encouraged. They want to be motivated. Um, they want to, you know, learn from from some people that have um, different perspectives and different backgrounds and experience. Yeah, it really is important that we, well, first of all, as you know, we're all connected. We all belong to each other. We are all one. Yes. And as such, it's important for us to understand our differences as well as our similarities. Yes. Because there are, there are people all over the world that have got the same problems that you have, that I have and stuff and we recognize if we can recognize that and we can bring people together uh, in kindness and in caring for each other we can create something really cool don't you think i absolutely agree um that was one of the reasons why i started my nonprofit organization as well it was i felt like it was a cause um you know human trafficking was a cause that would bring people together so absolutely if you have something that's going to bring people together um and like you said to show the differences and the similarities it's gold uh, like like I said, people want to belong. It doesn't matter wh who you are, right, and how you feel. And, you know, there's always, I want to be alone. And this is, no, you don't. You want to be a part of something. You just feel rejected. You feel abandoned. Um, you have a fear that someone's going to leave you or someone's not going to understand you. And so you're kind of hiding away um, versus getting into a community of people that understand, oh, my goodness, I went through that, too. Yes, I'm a professional and, you know, I don't always have it together. And they told us after 30, we were going to do we were going to all have it together. And life isn't <laughs> like that. And nope. it's not just me. <laughs> No, it's everybody, and but you hit the nose right, or the hammer, you hit the nail right on the head. That's what I'm trying to say. You hit the, you hit the nose right now. Um, is that when people say, no, nah, I'm tired, I just want to be alone, it's because they're hurt, and they're scared of getting hurt more. So if they have to pick a thing, which is, okay, I'm going to be alone, the hell with everybody else. Well, you can do that, but you're going to be lonely. Uh, whereas, it, but you have to do the work in order to address the reasons why you feel hurt, and to and to work on them. And that's that's one of the things that that. And, and I know that you are a, um, a corporate um, a trainer, and you do all the the things. But you're also a human rights person, and you also care deeply about the human condition and and people as well. Um, and so that that makes you really special in a lot of ways. Thank you. And uh, tell us about your nonprofit. I want people to know about it. So my nonprofit organization, it is called the Bianca Moto Foundation. Um, let me answer the first question most people ask. Well, why why do you have your name on it? Um, because I am big on integrity, and I felt like if my name was on it, then it would make sure that I would make sure um, that the team and that was doing what they were supposed to be doing. But um, the organization focuses to um, move human trafficking survivors to thrivers, um, and also to um, work with young girls. 
um, 13 to 25, young girls, young women, um, to empower them and prevent them from being abused, from being taken advantage of. So there's two sides of it. There's those who have already been through human trafficking. They've gotten out of human trafficking. They've gotten housing. They've gotten jobs. Um, but there's a higher calling for them, right? That, you know, they were traumatized. Whatever they, they went through, um, whatever misuse, abuse that they went through, whether it's human trafficking, whether it's domestic violence, whatever it is, um, they uh, they were traumatized. And so, you know, God revealed to me that these people were doctors, these people are lawyers, these people are entrepreneurs um, before they were traumatized. So who is helping them uh, once they, they get the help and they get out? That's beautiful. Of course, that's what we want, um, but they're surviving. And how do we move them from that survivor level to thriving? And then, of course, educating young girls and young women how to stay out of these situations um, in the first place. Um, you know, making sure that, um, and not only them, but also corporations, this is a part of my corporate training that I'm teaching that, you know, this can go on at your, at your job. Someone could be um, trafficking someone, uh, another employee, or you just never know. Like it's just to look for the signs of what's going on and to educate people on what human trafficking is. Um, and of course, you know, human trafficking, we know it's, it's, you're forcing someone um, to do anything that they don't want to do, um, whether it's, you know, it's force, it's coercion, um, you know, it's blackmail, you know, I'm taking your passport and, you know, I gave you this money and you're going to have to pay me back this money um, before you can go anywhere and entrapment, all of these different things. Um, but it's, you know, holding someone against their will, like you, trafficking body parts, like there's all of these different um, pieces to human trafficking. And there's just the stigma that human trafficking is, you know, you know, hookers on the street. And that's, that's just what it is. And it's like, no, um, you know, young girls are getting traffic from schools um, by their coaches or by older boyfriends, or um, they have fathers and mothers that are trafficking them because, you know, uh, it happens in the United States, but even greater um, in other countries where they're trafficked by their family, you know, someone will call and say, hey, I have this great opportunity for you. You know, your daughter can come work for us us and we'll pay you and you know we'll just make sure that she has everything that she needs and it's a trafficking they're literally putting them into trafficking situations so it's making sure that we are putting out preventative measures and educating the public um, that we all have a voice in this um, we all are involved in this and and the more that we're able to recognize and um you know keep these johns off the street and punish them and, and not just punishing the victims. Um, all of these pieces are important to, you know, take it to the next level and in, in having a stance on human trafficking. When was it that, I don't know if it was a message, if it was a thought, if it was an intuitive hit, but if it was a friend who was going through this, when was it that you decided that this was going to be part of your life's work? Um, I did not decide this. I didn't choose this. Uh, <laughs> I swear uh, I didn't mean it. I, I didn't want to. I did not choose this. Um, okay, so I wrote a book. I wrote a book called Unscarred Prayers for Healing. And it was this, it's a spiritual guide to misuse and abuse in relationships. And through that book, I was telling my story of my own life. Um, I've never been trafficked, um, but I had been sexually abused and I have been, you know, physically abused and been through relationships um, that, you know, in other situations for other people can lead to human trafficking. And so I was just sharing my story, um, you know, being relatable, being vulnerable, but also sharing how to get out of it and how to avoid um, you know, these men that, you know, how they're treating you, all of these different things. So I'm just sharing my story. And so, you know, God had been, at, you know, telling, not asking me, telling me <laughs> to write this book for so long. And I finally got it out. And then not too long, maybe two years, that was 2017. And two years later, God was like, okay, you're going to start this nonprofit organization. I was like, huh? He was like, you're going to start this nonprofit organization on human trafficking. And I'm like, 
okay, I, that is, you know, I have art there. And, you know, he showed me the young women and what they were going through. And I mean, I have dreams. It's insane. I have dreams um, in other countries. I have dreams about just things that are going on behind the scene. Like he would not let me rest um, until I was like, yes, I'll do this thing. So I didn't have a choice. <laughs> Um, and I went and I started the organization, even not knowing um, this is this is probably listening right now. Um, I started without knowing I didn't have a plan, um, but I did exactly what God asked me to do. I started this organization. And from there, um, I built upon the programs and what it is that we would offer. So sometimes we just got to take that first step uh, in that that passion cause that we have, um, that ministry, so to say. Um, because it's holding us back from the next thing. When I finished my book, all of these doors opened for me. I'm like, I, like you said, then I, I started speaking. I've always wanted to speak professionally. And then now I'm, I'm on TV and I'm, you know, sitting with Damon Davis and, and I'm getting interviewed and I'm just like, what, the, what just happened? And like, all I did was, all I did was publish this book. Like I've been doing the same thing all of these, these years. And then I went and published the book. So, um, yeah, I hope that's in my question. <laughs> no, that was that was perfect. And by the way, you know, earlier we were talking about branding and about why certain people do what they do with their companies. I can tell you that, that the reason Positive Talk Radio exists and because I do what I do is because of exactly what just happened. Mm -hmm. uh, you told us a story that is universal in concept, mm -hmm. only you, you listened um the universe god whatever you want to call the, the 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 feller or the lady on the other side is interested in us helping each other and uh if you're listening to that call whatever's in your heart to do you will go do and it's like <laughs> had you never run a nonprofit, you had no idea what you were doing you just followed the call and look at where you are now Yes, absolutely. And it's landed me. I sit on boards. Um, it's insane. Like I'm in pot, never had an interest in, interest in politics like that. My parents, you know, have government backgrounds, law enforcement backgrounds. Um, so I've always been privy to certain information, but now I'm getting put on boards, you know, that we're talking about these things. And I'm like, why am I here? Like, what is it about me? You know, I feel like I stand out like a sore thumb. And it's like you said, sometimes it's just, it just comes with the yes. It just comes with saying yes. Um, you don't always have to fight tooth and nail to get to where it is that you want to go and be in the rooms that you want to be in. Sometimes, you know, once you say yes and you just say your spirit opens up and your spirit is like, all right, I'm going to go do that thing. I don't know how. And then doors just kind of just start opening. So uh, just being aware of that. Well, I, it's interesting because I, I firmly believe that you were on a mission before you were even born. And when you came here, um, your the the universe set it up so that you could gain the experiences and the knowledge that was going to be necessary to put you in a position of where you can help people. And so, while people will say, "Well, she was abused and she was sexually abused and stuff," yes, and that's and it's horrible that that happened. But if that had not happened, you would not be in a position to do what you're doing today. Absolutely. And I tell people and, that all the time. <laughs> <laughs> oh, good. So we're, we're I, I, did, I was hoping I wouldn't offend you with that because some people would say, how could that be? How could that be? But in order to get the knowledge and the experiences so that you can put yourself into the other people's, you know, bodies and, and in their mind and, and understand why they think the way that they think and to help them get out of that. You have to experience it yourself. Absolutely. And I wrote this in my book. Um, I think it's toward, it was towards the end of the book where I was sharing it. And I was just saying, you know, you're healing from this thing because 
you're going to help somebody else heal it. It's the whole purpose of you going through whatever it is that you're going through, no matter how traumatizing. No one is taking away that this is traumatizing. This is what this book is about. I am, I want you to acknowledge that somebody offended you, that your feelings were hurt, that you, you know, you went through what you went through. But I also want you to acknowledge that there's a reason that you went through this thing, that you need to help others. Um, and you can just imagine there's billions of people on the earth and we all are having these unique experiences. So I have millions of people. You have millions of people that you can share your knowledge and your experience and what you've gone through. And it's going to help them. And most of the time, people are looking for you. That's the branding. We're circling this back around. It's people are just looking for you. Um, to share their, to, to be a part of a community, but for you to share your knowledge with them so they can get over that hump too, because they're tired. They're on this merry-go-round and they're ready to get off and you have the keys for them to get off. As do you. Yes. And it's, you know, it's, it really is. Um, I got to ask you, do you feel humbled by any of this? I just, just. Absolutely. Always. I'm always humbled. <laughs> always. Because it, it is truly amazing. It, it's almost like there was this blueprint uh, that that you're following this blueprint, and it says you're going to do this and this and this, and then this is going to happen, and then you're going to do this, and it's all designed. Because you're you're a young person yet; you've got a long way to go, um, and so you're going to be able to help people in all all areas and all countries. I mean, I interviewed a gal not too long ago that was a um, Apparently, in India, mm -hmm. uh, trafficking young girls is by family members, dads, and that sort of thing, is highly usual. Yes. And especially when there are, um, uh, she said, there are 750 Hindus and 250 million Muslim, 750 million. Uh, and... Um, the Muslims are second-class citizens, and so they'll sell or give their daughters to somebody as a house cleaner, as an example, and the housekeeper. They keep them there. They feed them. Um, some of them are not. They have their own bathroom, whatever that looks like, and they and they aren't able to sell a child, and they're not able to do some of those things, and um, they're being held there against their will. And then the dad will come by every week or so or every 10 days and he'll pick up the money that she earned and then he'll go and uh, drink with it or gamble with it or do what he's doing. And it's it's insidious. What? But it's everywhere, isn't it? Yes, it is everywhere. Um, I was just uh, and I don't want to mess up the country. I want to say it was Ghana. Um, where um, I connected someone um, here. I met her here. They, they, it was a team of them that came um, specifically that they talk about human trafficking and they came, they flew out here from Africa um, to Atlanta. And I had an opportunity to sit um, at a panel where they discussed some of the things that were going on um, in Ghana, in Nigeria, um, and in other African countries where they're trafficking these girls, same same scenarios, the parents are, are trafficking these girls, or like I said, they're sending them away um, thinking that they're going to have a better life. Normally, it's a promise of a better life. Um, so even, yes, that does go on. But a lot of times it's a, I can give them a better life. You give them to me. And so they're trafficking these girls um, to, you know, South Africa, right? Or to the middle. And then once they get to South Africa, then they're trafficking trafficking them, um, you know, or to the Middle East and things like that. So yes, absolutely. This goes on, um, goes on around the world. And it's definitely not just America, definitely not just India. Um, this is something that we're literally battling all around the world. And it's awareness because a lot of people don't even know that this is, and it's normal. Like you said, like it's, it's not just, it's happening, but it's, it's cultural, right? It's cultural. Yeah normal it's you know and we're trying to so we're trying to change not only you know save these young girls and women but we're trying to change policies we're trying to change per perceptions and like this is wrong you should not do this and you know i have to tell you know the fact that you even have to tell someone hey you should not sell your child over to someone 
in another country or an, or a neighboring country or you know sending them to America and you have no eyes on them and you're just trusting the stranger with your child like we would never do that right like it's just it's some things are just cultural because when you're in survival mode there's that survive that word again when you're in survival mode you're going to do whatever right and you think about countries that they don't have the luxuries that we have you're talking you're offering them thousands of dollars um, or, you know, or comparable, whatever um, their currency is, they, and they don't have food, <laughs> they don't have basic necessities, then you're offering them, like they're, they're getting a deal that they feel like they cannot turn down. So it's one of those, how do we figure out how to solve this problem and change perceptions and stop them from doing things like this because it feels like you know it's it's you once you deal with johns and now you've got to deal with the parents and it's so many different areas um and then you know governments have to get involved as well so it's a lot and sometimes again we don't talk about politics here but sometimes the the governments are corrupt and they the money doesn't get to where it needs to get to absolutely and and the and by the way, we're talking with Bianca Modo, M-O-D-O dot com is where you can go and get all the information about her. Um you are and I, I can't say this enough because this is so important, is that if you feel like you're getting messages, and regardless of what it is, if you feel like you go by a billboard and you and you, and you get the same messages on all the time about what your passion should be and how you should really, how you could really make a difference and to do something. Um, I, Bianca didn't, she didn't start out this way. She became this way because she's extraordinary, but everybody is extraordinary and we can all do this. Um, so if you're getting those messages, don't poo poo them, act on them because there's going to come a time in your life when you're going to say, dang it, I could have made a difference. And I didn't. And that, that I think that's the biggest shame of all. I'm, I, I don't want that to be my epitaph. I don't want to be on my, on my grave at the end of the day. I don't want it to say, you know, he could have made a difference, but he decided to watch football instead. Yeah. Or, you know, you know what I mean? She never finished. <laughs> ah. I, I, I just think about, the, oh, that's, oh, that's a good one. Like, what would they put on your, oh, and, and, Oh, that's good because I just got the visual of how many people were where if uh, they put on your grave, it was no longer the the you know the the positive wishes or whatever. It's yeah, it's she should have she should have did she should have wrote that book, but she never wrote it. She should you know could have could have done it, but you know almost but not quite. You know if that was what you knew someone was gonna put on there, if that was the legacy that you knew you were leaving, was you change your mind? about saying yes oh that's so good kevin did you remember the uh, uh the movie with with J J J J J jeremy stewart uh years years ago it was a wonderful life and where and i don't know if you ever saw that movie it's a christmas movie yes where, with the kid with the kid getting his tongue stuck to the was that that same movie? that was i think that was part of it but also um he um he was anyway he got depressed and he decided to kill himself okay and so he killed himself and then an angel clarence i think it was came down in order to get his wings he had to help um jimmy figure out about his life and so they went to town and because he no longer he didn't exist anymore and then they looked at that what how everything changed because he didn't do what he would have done had he been alive and it was like things changed completely. It's, as an example, I'll give you a perfect one. You have a book that is out there, and people can pick it up and read it. And somebody's going to pick up that book. It might be in a year. It might be five years. It might be 10. It might be the used bookstore. It might be the library. And it's going to change their life. It's going to make them do something differently than they would have done otherwise. That, my friend, is the most powerful legacy you can leave. Yes. And it's, you just said that. And I literally um, got a random DM the other day by someone. They were like, I had your book for years. I finally picked it up and read it. And you're helping me get through um, this breakup. And I'm just, thank you. And they like left a voice, a voice note 
um, on my Instagram page. And then I have people that, you know, they pick it up and they're texting me and they're screenshotting me what part of the book was, you know, uh, that they loved. And, you know, especially my business phone, people love to text my business. It's it's open. For, it's like an open for all. I don't know. But they're sending me these things and I'm like, oh, you know, so so on those days when, you know, because even even people like me, like I'm like, oh, why am I doing all of these things? Why am I, you know, I'm poor. I feel like I'm pouring out so much. And then I get these random messages and I'm like, okay, I get it. I get it. (laughs) And you know, what's fun about that is these random messages come when, I mean, let's face it, Bianca, we're human. And because we're human, we have self-doubt occasionally. And we wonder what it is that we are doing and why we're doing it and why we're working so hard and nothing seems to be changing. Yes. And and stuff. And then we get this random message from who knows where that is designed to uplift us and to fill our soul so that we can continue the work that we're doing because this is the work. But... My dad died uh, about uh, 18 years ago now, and uh, he was an executive for Nordstrom. And so he worked hard his whole life, and and he didn't accomplish, he didn't do the things in life he wanted to do. And uh, I, I was talking with, and I don't know if you believe in him or not, but I was talking with a medium um, relatively recently, and, and my dad came through, um, and uh, he said, you know, I'm extraordinarily proud of the fact that you're doing what you're doing and you're taking my money, which is what I'm doing. I'm taking my money and using it as a legacy to create positive talk radio for the betterment of mankind. And I thank you for that because that I didn't do in life what I could have done. He was a very talented man, but he didn't do in life. And so at the end of his life, he was disappointed in who he had, what he had done because it hadn't been, hadn't served him um, and hadn't served humanity. And that's really ultimately what he wanted to do. And so I've taken that message and, and now it's, it's important to me, just like it's important to you to do this. And we don't do it for the, I don't know about you, <clears throat> but I don't do it for the fame. I don't do it for, for any of that. I do it for the results. If I can create positive results in the world, then I will I've done what I came here to do. Absolutely. You feel the same way. It's impact is at the end of the day. It's, it's like I said, what are we leaving behind? What is that legacy that we're leaving behind? And, you know, some people we don't know, like they don't know what their legacy even is going to be. Um, and some, you know, like you said, people, um, you know, the spirit has revealed to them, that this is what you're supposed to be doing and they just choose not to do it. And so they're, you're choosing not to leave this legacy behind. It's more than just having children. Um, yes, your children are a part of your legacy, but what is it that you want people to, like, what is that impact that you, whether it's your brand, whether it's your personal brand, your business brand, there has to be some type of impact. There has to be a reason why you created these things in the first place. Um, And I always believe that I'm very heart centered. Um, I believe in servant leadership, all of these different things. And so if you are not tapping into, um, and for me, it's Holy Spirit. If you're not tapping into um, what is telling you and and what is revealing to you, um, what it is that you need to be doing and, and trusting, like, you know, a lot of people call it intuition. If you're not trusting that and you keep hearing it and it's over and over and over, <laughs> and then you get to 60, 70, 80, and you're like, uh, like I, I personally, I, I believe you're never too old to do the thing nope, um, I agree. that God has, has called you to do. Whenever you decide to say yes um, is the moment that he could still use you until you don't have a breath in your body anymore. That's just what I believe. Um, but some people get to those that age, right? And they're like, well, I guess I missed the calling. I guess I missed it. I just, I never did it, but you're still alive. And I'm like, you've got like 30 more years on earth. Like, what are you going to do for the rest of the time? If you've recognized that. So absolutely, absolutely. There has to be impact. There has to be 
um, some type of purpose that, because um, why are we here? Why would we be here? Why would we be doing this? Why would be, we be having these conversations? They clearly need to be had. Somebody right now, um, when they're watching this or watching the replay or whatever, someone is literally looking for this conversation right here. And you're going to post it just by your obedience. I mean, you're very obedient. You're talking about six to eight shows a week. That is phenomenal. Some people can't even consistently post on social media one time a week. So for you to, to, to be so consistent, like you will be rewarded for that. You're going to be rewarded. And so to keep showing up, but it takes a lot to just keep showing up and, and sharing like that. You said my favorite word, mm-hmm. trust. Yes. If you, if you listen and then trust what you're being told and follow through and uh, <laughs> a fellow podcaster said um, he had just started out and he was getting like three or two um, um, downloads per show. And he said, well, when do I know wh- when to quit? And I said, well, if you quit, that's the only way you lose. You have to keep going. And, and if you keep going, you will succeed at whatever level that you're destined to succeed at. But the only way to lose is to quit. And I know you feel the same way. I mean, shutting down your, your, uh, your business or your, um, um, uh, the, the foundation and stuff, if you were to do that, you would be quitting and you're not going to do that. And I'm not going to do that. And once again, I, I don't have a choice. <laughs> I didn't have a choice. Like I'm a minister. It's just so many things that it's just like, oh my God, like I chose this life. Like what is this life? But yes, you don't, you, you don't get to quit. And especially when you know it's something, right? And there's a lot of people that start things and they know, like they know in their gut, like I'm supposed to be doing this thing. And it gets hard. It gets hard. Nobody's buying. Nobody's downloading my stuff. Nobody's. And I'm like, all right, well, did you do this? Did you do this strategy? Did you do this over here? And they're like, oh, well, no, I didn't try that. I'm like, well, what did you try? Like you tried this one thing. It didn't work out for you. And now it's over. Like it's, it's crumbled. I can't do it anymore. And I think it's as um, leaders, cause I say, you know, people like us, we're leaders. Um, we don't get that choice. You don't have a choice. And, and this is what I believe is I'm, I'm a tough cookie. Like I, I believe we don't have that choice. And if, if God doesn't find you, if you're not the vessel, so we're all a vessel, right. And if you don't do it, someone else is going to do it. We're going to be used. Somebody is going to be used. So it's not going to go to waste. The idea is never going to go to waste. Um, I think I've I've done that. I've had like random. I think I'm that's just who I am. I I get random business ideas and all of these things. I'm like, well, I'm not going to go do that. But that's a great idea. And then I'll go and see, you know, maybe a year or two later, you know, this product being pushed out and all of a sudden, and I was like, okay, so I really did hear that. Like I, I really, and I've, I've seen it happen quite a few times. I can only imagine it happens to other people. Right. And then you, 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 I don't know if you've ever heard this, um, when somebody has an idea and then they see somebody else do it, so they don't do it. And then they see someone else do it. And they're like, they stole my idea. And I'm like, well, how did they steal it? If they, if you don't know them, first of all, you never posted about this idea. It's like they stole it and did what? Like, no, you just, as a vessel, you didn't follow through on what it is that you were supposed to be doing. So it still has to be done. The information still has to be shared. People still have to be healed. The world, um, we, we need love. And if you're not going to go do it, if you're not going to share your experience, so somebody else went through the same thing, they're going to do it. And, and I just believe that that's how the world works. Um, you know, we all work together. And, and But even in those instances, um, when you don't even know it, if, if I don't do it, yeah, someone else is going to come along and they're going to have the same idea. And, you know, it may not have my unique, you know, thumbprint, but it's going to be very similar because it needs to be in the earth. There are just certain things that I believe that need to be in the earth. And we are that vessel to get it into the earth. And Bianca Moto has been our guest today, and and you are just wonderful. Will you come back? We there's so much 
there's so many levels and so many things that we can talk about. And just so everybody knows, this was not scripted. We did not have any idea what we were going to talk about at the beginning, but it is complete. It is real. And it's, it's, it's really is awesome. And I, I have to run, but I wanted to uh, give you the opportunity to tell our audience anything you'd like them to know before we go. Yes. So um, I do. Um, I have some couple freebies. So if you go to my website, motoglobal.com, um, um, you can download my freebies and check out some of um, the things that I have going on. Um, and then biakamoto.com for speaking and things of that nature. Of course, um, I am Biakamoto on Instagram. And this has been such a pleasure, Kevin. Once again, this conversation, I love these types of conversations. Um, I'm, I love to come back, absolutely. And so um, I just wanna wish well, um, love and prosperity to everyone that is watching, um, who watches the replay um, for this as well. Again, her name is Bianca Modo. Oh, find her, hire her. Utilize her skills because, you know, one of those, <laughs> as you were saying it, I was thinking to myself, you know, one of these things that she is getting that just comes into her head, and I'll bet you this has happened, one of this, this idea or this thought that comes into your head, a week or two or three weeks later, you're going to run into somebody who's going to talk to you about hiring them, and they're going to say, well, do you know anything about this? And it was that idea that you had in your head three weeks ago. And so you were able to give them that. Um, I'll bet you that's happened to you, hasn't it? Absolutely. That, and that's what I was saying earlier. I think that's a thing. Like, that's a part of my gifting. I just, I don't know. I can, it's not the idea for me. It's for someone else, but it's still me being obedient and sharing that. Like, I have a whole strategy for this. I don't even know why. <laughs> I'm not doing it. <laughs> well, and so that's why. When somebody is plugged in like you are, it's important that uh, people go talk to you. Yeah. And uh, I want you to be wildly successful because the here's the thing. The more success that you can generate, the bigger the foundation will be, the bigger reach that you can have, and the more children. Yes, I said children you will save. Absolutely. Thank you so much. And that's a big, big, big deal. I was going to use a four-letter word in between there, but I decided not to. Yeah. So, but it's a big freaking deal. Yes. So, so Bianca, thank you for being here. And if you wait right there, I'll be right back. Hey, thanks for enjoying this episode all the way to the end. Please give us a like and subscribe to this channel. This has been a production of PositiveTalkRadio.net. Please visit our website, oddly named PositiveTalkRadio.net, for more details about us and our mission, which is to provide great positive programming designed to inspire us all. I'm Kevin McDonald, and I'm proud of these shows, and I truly hope that you'll like them and share them with friends and family. So on behalf of our entire team, remember, be kind to one another because each other's all we got.